and welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I am Kurt Mackison, Executive Director, and with me today is Ryan Dellinger. He's Executive Director of the Pennsylvania School Bus Association. So, Ryan, welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. Thanks for having me, Kurt. Glad to be here. Great. So you are fairly new to your position, so some folks might not be familiar with you. So why don't you give them a brief, you know, elevator speech about your background and and taking over the Pennsylvania School Bus Association? Yeah, sure. So I did my undergrad work at Virginia Tech, go Hokies. From there, I found a career in state government for a few years, worked in a number of different positions from policy and research analyst working up through to be a legislative director for one of our state senators. So government being government, I decided after a few years, I wanted to look for something different, Uh, decided to go back to school and uh, was fortunate enough to land in this role at PSBA, which really has just been, it's been busy, but it's been a blast. So I'm I'm happy to be here. I was out with you guys in Milwaukee. I'm still learning, but the association as a whole has been moving in a, a very positive direction. Yeah, that's great. And not to, you know, diminish, you know, what, what, what you have uh, ahead of you, but I, you know, I think in the association world, you're always going to, you know, be learning. So I'm sure that there's a lot of things that you've been able to bring to the association. And I'm sure it's been a, a little bit of a advanced learning course for you as well. Oh, for sure. There's something new every day. I find, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm happy to learn as much as I can, as quick as I can, and keep this ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So let me talk a little bit about the Pennsylvania School Bus Association in more detail and your relationship specifically with NSTA, but you know, also with policymakers and the, and the things that you all do as well. Sure. So the Pennsylvania School Bus Association, we've been around for more than 40 years So I am fortunate to come into this role already in a relatively well-established association. Uh, When we go to interact with our policymakers in Harrisburg, uh, generally people know who we are. You know, it's never really a surprise when we come in the door. Not that we're always asking for something, but, you know, we don't necessarily have to always introduce ourselves. But the association as a whole has also benefited greatly from our relationship with NSTA. You guys do a, a fantastic job in communicating important federal information that is going to eventually trickle down to the state level. So we have time to prepare and do what we need to do to get our members ready for whatever is coming next. So, you know, the association has done a phenomenal job of developing these relationships and, you know, we've been able to be very effective because of it. Yeah. And I mean, one of the areas specifically that is coming up more and more is the driver shortage. And in fact, at uh, NSTA, the bus stop throughout the month of August, we're going to focus specifically on the driver shortage. I know that the association and you in particular have done so much with respect to, you know, highlighting, you know, the critical need for school bus drivers. Can you talk about it strictly from the standpoint of the state of Pennsylvania, which you obviously represent? Sure. So we conducted a survey of our members a couple months ago just to gauge their need for school bus drivers to try to put a number on exactly, you know, how short were we? Out of respect for the contractors, uh, I can't give you an exact number, 
But what I can tell you, uh, once you blow up the scope of this study to include the entire state, we're going to need well over a thousand drivers, if not thousands, plural, of drivers for this fall. I know it's been in the news quite a bit here recently about the shortage, both in Pennsylvania and you know across the country. Uh, but I know Pittsburgh Public Schools, I think they need to fill, they have 9,000 kids, I believe. It was the latest number I saw that didn't have a ride to school on a day-to-day basis. So it's definitely an issue, but we've actually launched a driver recruitment campaign in July that really is a multifaceted effort to try to both uh, bring awareness to the school bus industry and recruit and retain drivers. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. We're going to push, push, push as hard as we can that we get more drivers in the seats for the fall. And can you go into some details about what the driver recruitment campaign consists of for the listeners out there? Sure. So for anybody interested, uh, we do have two websites that are public facing that you'll be able to access. The first is youbehindthewheel.com. That is a content microsite that has blog posts. It's got information on how to become a school bus driver, the pay that you can expect, the, you know, do you have weekends off, et cetera, that is really just designed for people who are interested in learning more about the industry and what, you know, whether or not that may be right for them. From there, if they decide they are interested and they do want to carry forward, that site is linked to another website called schoolbushero.com, which is a public-facing job board that PSBA contractor members can use to post available positions, you know, in their company. So people can go, they can search by city, they can search by zip code and find their nearest PSBA contractor that would be hiring. So that's kind of the, the, the big picture, big piece of this. But beyond that, we're also running a digital ad campaign, a Facebook ad campaign, and a YouTube ad campaign, all of which pushes people to that first you behind the wheel website. So you know, there's search engine optimization and target audiences, all that going on, really designed to push people through this process. Beyond that, however, we do have a number of graphics that our folks can use. Uh, we have a radio script that our PSBA contractors can use and customize for their own recruiting purposes. A significant portion of our PSBA members are small contractors, you know, less than 50 buses even. So they may not necessarily have the resources or the time to, you know, advertise at a a large scale and develop these sorts of materials. So we wanted to be sure that we had big picture statewide advertising and recruitment tools, but also be able to work with our contractors directly and say, hey, use these pictures, use this wording, use this radio script to go recruit in your local area to try to get it from both sides. You know, and and it's interesting, as you travel through the association world, one of the areas that come up in terms of uh, membership is always, well, whatever the association does will affect me, whether I'm a member or a non-member. But I find it interesting that your driver recruitment campaign specifically targets your members. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think it's important for folks to understand the direct relationship for their membership dollars to actual projects like this? Oh, for sure. So at the end of the day, though these websites are public-facing, 
PSBA members are really the ones who have paid for it with their dues dollars. So, you know, going back to smaller contractors maybe not being able to afford to undertake this kind of project on their own, we want to be sure that we give our members a direct, measurable product, for lack of a better term, that says, look, this is what you've paid for. Please use this. We know you need drivers. And that's not even just with the the recruitment campaign. You know, we've got, like I mentioned earlier, a good relationship with our policyholders, policymakers, excuse me. So for contractors to go and do that sort of advocacy work on their own is time intensive and can be expensive. So really, at the end of the day, PSBA is really focused on building that value into their membership. And since I've been here and to the best of my knowledge, this recruitment campaign is one of the biggest projects the PSBA has ever undertaken, especially at this kind of scale. Yeah, and and so we, we, we have the upcoming back to school crunch that'll, you know, occur with the need to get you know a lot of driver slots filled as you articulated previously, Ryan. But you know, as we move out from the back to school August September timeframe. I'm, I'm sure there's still going to be in Pennsylvania a need to recruit drivers. So does your campaign, you know, look forward prospectively as as well as you know doing what we need to do in this time crunch period of August and September? It does. So as all of your listeners are aware, we're recruiting all year round. So though the digital ad campaigns that is time bound. Uh, the, the websites are going to be up. We have the resources. We have the videos to really be able to continue to push even well after the digital ads have, have gone away. And I, I will say, I think though it's an unfortunate situation, we have been fortunate with our timing in getting all sorts of media attention on both the driver shortage, reaching out to us to talk, and also on our recruitment campaign in general. So our efforts are really being multiplied beyond just our target audiences and the the search engine optimization into these news outlets to continue to spread the message and and draw attention. So we're going to continue to to work on that into the near future. I know one idea that we're kicking around is to reach out to our local legislators and say, hey, we've got this effort going on. Can you include this graphic in your newsletter? You know, I know at uh, NSTA's uh, annual convention, one of the panels talked about asking the, the schools to advertise for their local contractors and help them out. So this is uh, realistically going to be a, a project that carries on into the foreseeable future and beyond as long as we have a need for drivers. Yeah, and that's great. You know, I fielded a fair amount of media calls on the issue. And I think one of the things that, that comes across is the amount of education that I've had to do with respect to, you know, how we got here, perhaps how, uh, what what are the steps we can take to alleviate the situation we're in, you know, as well as just a general understanding of the services that our members provide. So I'm curious to see if if your experience is is somewhat similar to mine. Yeah. So typically when individual calls from the media looking for an interview. We all know it's the same basic questions. How bad is it? What can we do? How has COVID affected it? So uh, to what degree that is a lack of knowledge on their part versus just filling their story is hard to say. 
But I think uh, generally people really don't understand what it takes to be a school bus driver. And I feel like giving that perspective, you know, in a lot of ways answers their questions. You know, a lot of people may not recognize you need your your CDL. They may not realize you've got mandated reporter training. You've got your child abuse, your background checks, et cetera. So the more that we can spread that message and say, look, this is what it takes. It's all very important. Obviously, we don't want to sacrifice the safety of our kids. But when you put it in perspective, this is really what's going on. I think it's valuable to get that message out there. Yeah, and, and one, one of the, um, I guess, ancillary messages out there is that there's not a quick down and dirty training program. And in some cases, I've been using the time frame of if we get somebody in the door who meets all of the qualifications, now we have to get them to be eligible to drive a school bus. And that in and of itself may be an eight to 12 week process. And so, you, you know, we're starting to connect the dots with folks on um, the background checks like you're talking about, but then also interfacing with the Motor Vehicle Commission or, or DMV in the state and the testing, you know, requirements. So in, I guess my question to you is in Pennsylvania, if, if we get somebody who, who walks in the door, meets the screening criteria, but doesn't currently have a CDL, how long is it going to take? for one of your contractor members to get that person behind the wheel uh, transporting students? Sure. So uh, typically our number that we use is 12 weeks to hire a driver. You know, that's really, in theory, the longest it can take. Of course, there's always uh, potential for others, Um, but it really depends on the individual. So if they don't have their CDL, they've got to start from scratch. They don't have any experience, usually about 12 weeks. There are some situations some co- some contractors are able to expedite that and really condense their training into a, a concentrated time frame. That can significantly cut down on it. Of course, if they've already got their CDL, that cuts down on it. But for somebody brand new, you know, twelve weeks is about it. And you know, something that has you know come up in the media discussions that uh, I've had uh, over and over again is the fact that some of the enhanced. Uh, unemployment insurance benefits have kind of been an impediment um, to the situation. Those enhanced benefits, you know, go away if there's no further congressional action on September 6th. Do you think that that the enhanced UI has had an impact in Pennsylvania in terms of either taking away from the existing pool of talent or at least not having a greater pool of recruitment talent out there? Oh, for sure. I know with the, with the supplement, a lot of people are potentially making more money than they did when they were working. So I can't say I, I fault them to make more money to not work, but that doesn't help our situation any at all. So we are definitely going to be ensuring that our recruitment campaign continues into that time frame to make sure that we're able to catch those people who are coming off of unemployment, they need to look for work, uh, that really the the candidate pool for school bus drivers is already relatively small as is. So when you start incentivizing people to not return to work, that pool just continues to shrink. It really takes a special kind of person to leave that sort of benefit and and choose to come back into the industry. And to either to, to even further complicate the issue, Anecdotally, there are drivers who are not 
returning to work post COVID because they're, they don't have to, they're doing just fine in unemployment. So forget about the candidate pool. Even the pool of returning drivers has shrunk because of that as well. Yeah. And, you know, some of our discussions too have shown that uh, there is an increased attention on the recruitment piece, but even more so on the retention, you know, piece of, you know, you know, driver acquisition. So yeah, we're seeing a lot of the same things nationwide. I understand that not only do you have the campaign going on, but you're also looking futuristically with, you know, perhaps some legislative remedies that could help at least highlight the situation, if not start to, you know, draw some some definite policy changes that could uh, assist with, you know, driver recruitment. Ryan, can you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing and your advocacy um, team and and how that uh, may be helpful in this situation? Sure. So this June is, well, every June is budget season in Pennsylvania, and that's always a good time to really make a push to get certain pieces of legislation done when the entire General Assembly is together at the same time. So we had managed to get a House Resolution 15 across the finish line in June which directs the Pennsylvania Joint State Government Commission to conduct a study of the school bus driver industry and provide recommendations on how to address the driver shortage. So we were fortunate enough to get a seat on an advisory committee. Our uh, first vice president, Sean McGlinchey, is going to be our representative on that advisory committee. And really, though this isn't a short-term fix for the driver shortage, Other studies that have been conducted in the past, such as with uh, volunteer firefighters, we've got a severe shortage of them as well. After those studies have been completed, a flurry of legislation came out with various legislators picking up on the recommendations to say, hey, this is a recommendation. This is what they think is going to help the industry. So we're going to make this happen or try to at least. So I anticipate a lot of the same situation happening with this school bus driver shortage once the report is published around June of next year. So we're very excited to be able to participate in that process. We're very excited to see what the conversations sound like, what recommendations are generated, and really uh, allowing us to do this. Obviously, the public knows what's going on, but be able to highlight to the government and say, this is an issue, we need help, is is going to pay dividends down the road. Uh, we're, we're We're very thankful to our federal, or I'm sorry, our state lobbyist team, Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney, Representative Clint Owlett. Uh, he really took this on without any prompting from us. So uh, it's it's encouraging to know that this is moving forward, and uh, hopefully we'll get some good stuff that comes out of it next year. Yeah, that's that's great activity. Great to see some tangible you know, results from your advocacy team efforts. Ryan, we could talk about this literally all day, but if folks want to learn more about uh, PSBA and and be in touch with you about the driver shortage or any of the other things that uh, you're involved in, where can folks find you? Sure. So if they're just looking for general association information, see what we've got going on, they can go to paschoolbus.org, again, to see what we're doing for the driver recruitment campaign. That's youbehindthewheel.com. That's schoolbushero.com. But if they have more specific questions and they want to get in touch with me directly, they can give me a call, 717-975-1951, extension 500. Shoot me an email, 
rdellinger at paschoolbus.org, and I'd be happy to talk to him. Once again, our guest at NSTA The Bus Stop, Brian Delger. He's executive director of the Pennsylvania School Bus Association. Ryan, thanks so much for dropping by, and, and good luck with your efforts. Awesome. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks for having me.